and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by past guest, Emma. Hello. Welcome back. Um, it's been ages since we're on yeah. my podcast, your second episode. Second ep. Yeah, <laughs> long time. Um, we're also reviewing something so different too. <laughs> so that other movie we reviewed was Rock of Ages. Uh, we started off strong with two mo- two really weird Tom Cruise movies, The Mummy and then Rock of Ages. Yeah, just a, a weird movie, but at its base level, enjoyable. Banger. Like, like fun and silly and it gets cringe, but in a fun way. Whereas- Perfect to watch on a plane. <laughs> 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 the people looking at you. <laughs> this movie is cringe for a completely different reason and it's awful. Like, I'll just straight up say, like, midday movie vibes in the most boring kind of way. <laughs> It's just, it sucks. So it's called Endless Love. Now, a lot of other Tom Cruise podcasts usually go through his film list chronologically. Now, that's the first one, which, you know, it kind of means you get the absolute dud out of the way. But it also means you have to do an absolute dud as your first episode, which is why I was like, nah, I'm just going random, picking random movies. I was going to save this to our very last one, but timing-wise, it didn't work out. So this is the second last Tom Cruise movie that we're, well, we're kind of going to do two, you and I together. Uh, we'll explain that later. But yeah, this is the first movie Tom Cruise was ever in. He's hardly in it. Yeah, we're just going to see how this goes. Yeah, we have no idea what we're talking about. So yeah, this is the first one where I haven't taken a single note. Uh, neither. I just no couldn't. Notes. I'm like, I don't want. I don't, it's one. It's enough that I have to watch this for the second time in my life. <laughs> and if you're in Australia, it's on stand. I don't recommend it. But if you want to watch it, it's now on stand. It was actually really, really hard to get a copy of when I first wanted to watch it. We had to download it, and it was really, really hard to access it like a decent file. So I was glad that it was on stand because at least it was like decent quality. If you have absolutely nothing else like, to do. Stan paid money to have that on their platform. (laughs) Uh, There is one good thing that came out of this movie is the song. Very famous song, Lionel Richie and Dana Ross. Yes, I should know that. Okay, well, without further ado, let's fucking trash talk this movie, (laughs) shall we? (laughs) Just a little bit of background info. It was made in 1981. So Tom Cruise was 19 years old. Controversially, the other star, well, actually Tom Cruise is not the star, so I shouldn't call her the <laughs> other star. So the main star is an actor called Martin Hewitt, who didn't really act much outside of this movie and a couple other things. It was one of those, they found him and it think that he would become really famous because it was his first role was like a really big you know, romantic drama movie and just didn't work out for him. And I think he's happier for it, to be honest, after. <laughs> like if that was his first experience, no thank you. Brooke Shields is the other co-star. Brooke Shields was only 50. 15 years old when this was filmed and I was going to tell you some facts about Brooke Shields that I know I didn't want to tell you while watching the movie but they might kind of help you understand a bit more context for this movie so so when she was born her mother was like this is the most beautiful baby in the world I'm going to make her a star and her mum did some stuff that I think even at the time would be considered child abuse but I guess in the 70s and 80s wasn't. So she was born in 1965. So 1975, when she was 10 years old, her mother got her to model completely nude for basically a Playboy shoot. Ugh. So mm. I won't show the actual pictures because it's fucking gross. But and you know, if anyone wants to look this up, like you can, you might go on a list. But that's, that's a... Oh, so yeah. like proper Actually, I think I knew her provocative. Yeah. She doesn't look 10. Like you look at no. her. But she's got so much makeup so on. Much and she's got a very, like she's a very beautiful woman, even in, as 15 in this yeah. movie but with a bit of makeup and that's her without makeup in that movie so yeah 
it's wild. So yeah, ten years old, like provocatively in a bathtub posing. She looks so more mature in those photos than yeah with the makeup on. So it's it's fucking wild. So she was also famous. She was the youngest person to ever be on the cover of Vogue magazine. I'll show you a picture of that too. You would not think she was fourteen years old. No, no, that looks like a twenty-five year old. Now look, because this is an audio format, <laughs> showing pictures. Google this. Like just Google it. But um, <laughs> just to quickly describe it, it's a cover of Vogue magazine from February nineteen eighty, and it's just a close up of Brooke Shields' face and. She, yeah, she looks like she'd be in her early 20s. She's got her trademark big bushy 80s eyebrows, oh, some purple eyeshadow, great eyeliner. She looks great, but it's wild. Even that, you know, this isn't provocative at all, but it's still a 14-year-old made to look it's like an still, adult to sell yeah. magazines. Yeah. Yeah, so she was in a lot of the movies, like Blue Lagoon is just a movie about two teens stranded on a deserted island and they just fuck the whole time. Like her entire, like from age of 10 till she was, I don't know, independent, whenever she became independent, like was just her being crazy over-sexualized. Mm. So this movie, no exception. In a nutshell, this movie is about obsessive teen love. Kind of feels like an excuse just to get some teens fucking on screen. Except the guy, what's his name? Martin Hewitt was like in his early 20s, which makes it so gross. I almost said Ben (laughs) Bachelor. Yeah, when I show, I share a picture of this of this guy. He looks like like my first impression is like poor man's Henry Cavill. And who did you say he uh, looked I, like? He gives he gives me intense and badgely vibes. If you've watched the show, you it's just I guess because he acts in similar sort of obsessive way. Yeah, if you haven't seen it's, this movie, but you've seen you, got yeah, the you same, you've got an idea of what sort of character. Yeah, it's this the guy same is. kind of dark and handsome, but like not because he's creep. So like ult- fucking creep, super creep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, okay, they'll let Handsome sort of drift away a little bit. And I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, This film was directed by Franco Zeffirelli, who was an established director. I think he directed Romeo and Juliet in the 60s, which is a very famous version of the play. Yeah, it's a Shakespeare thing as a play. <laughs> yes, Romeo and <laughs> Juliet very is, artistic. Artistic. is a Shakespeare thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're very cultured over here in the culture yeah. corner. <laughs> <laughs> I looked him up. Bit of a cunt. He's oh. like right wing conservative Catholic mm. and he's just like nightmare person by the looks of it. He just died like two years ago. And the less of him the better. Except we are talking about this stuff because this movie sucks and we've got to fill that fill our time because we've, we've got to fill the gaps with <laughs> A lot of other stuff to the information. I mean, in between, context. it sucks. <laughs> this sucks. This movie sucks. <laughs> I think the context of like why all these different elements help make you understand why it sucks so much yeah. and why how uncomfortable we felt. Like aside from just this movie is kind of boring and over dramatic, and the acting is uh, very eighties midday movie vibes. Like yeah. it's not. It's not great. The whole thing is not great, and I think that alone is enough to say that it sucks. But having all these other reasons to be like, stay clear of that, like kind of adds to the, the nee, I don't really care to. <laughs> yeah, like if Tom Cruise wasn't in this for all 40 seconds that he's in it, like this movie would never have crossed my radar, even for a second. Nah. I think it's a movie that if would have been completely forgotten had it not had such a famous song, basically. Yeah. Like, or, like, or been Tom Cruise's first. Or had Happy Gilmore talk about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we just watched the clip from Happy Gilmore where they're ice skating to Endless Love. And yeah, he references this movie and having a crush on Brooke shields so yeah that might that might be how people know it i guess that's probably it you love that movie and you were like i've never heard this movie i've never watched (laughs) endless love but i know happy gilmore loves it
Okay, actors, like I said, Brooke Shields plays Jade. Her boyfriend, who's two years older than her, so he's probably about 17, is David, played by Martin Hewitt. This is not like the other per- most notable person would be Jade's brother, who is played by James Spader. It's Keith. It was one of his early roles, I think. Being very, very young. Like, this would have been before Pretty in Pink, right? 81, I'm going to say, yeah, probably a couple years. Because wasn't Pretty it like. Pretty in Pink was like 87 or, or 86. Or eight, yeah, something. hang on, let's have a quick look. <laughs> Just 80, <laughs> pulling any number out of right. that. 86. 86. Oh, well, I said 87, so yeah. yeah we did. We Close-ish. Did, but we Close-ish. did name 17. We did say <laughs> all of the numbers between <laughs> one and nine. We had to. Just throwing shit at the wall and seeing <laughs> what sticks. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, there's not much else. Tom Cruise plays a character called Billy. Like I said, barely in it. So, like, let's summarise this movie and then we can talk about all the things we found yuck about it. So, in essence, there is this couple. They have been, obviously, been together for, like, a couple of months, maybe. We give them that much credit. They've been together more than three or four months. It would not have been that. Like, I reckon it was, yeah, only just sort of early days. Yeah. The only reason I think it might have been, like, a little bit established, like, at least a month or two, would be that he integrated himself into her family quite a lot. But yeah. I guess but he had like three three t-shirt changes in the entire film so yeah how, how many days apart so these two young lovebirds super into each other super horny for each other and they're spending a lot of time with her parents or her family they live in this beautiful old like victorian kind of style house mm-hmm. they live in chicago lots of wicker chairs and lots of wicker chairs books cushions and, just and plants just and keep all that room in, in back of your mind for a plot development soon yeah. <laughs> Um, everything's dry and dusty. (laughs) Everything's very flammable. (laughs) You can cut that out if you need to. (laughs) I mean, if you Google, if you Google a movie, the first thing it says is about arson. So, So, yeah, says it love. The family, so her family, who they spend a lot of time with, they have really cool parties with, like, young people. There's a bit at the start where they go over for, like, a formal dinner just at their house, but they're all wearing, like, kind of formal clothes and... Thrift stuff. Yeah, Thrift, thrift formal sort of Yeah, vibes, yeah, like, yeah. Like- so they have dinner and then James Spader's girlfriend rocks up and they make such a big deal about her rocking up, but then that's it for the movie, which is really strange. She's obviously in a band, but they end up having this big party and the parents are, like, really kind of hippie liberal kind of people which is funny because you'd think that by contrast from what happens a bit later that his parents must be really conservative and uptight mm. but they're not when I when you look it up they're actually liberal it's political activists it's the opposite yeah so his parents seem very conservative and her seem very like laid back but then her parents end up being the ones that are very strict yeah and his are the ones that are supportive of him yeah and Everything yeah, that happens. It's, it's, yeah, it, yeah, it's a bit weird. <laughs> and like, yeah, they they portray them physically very differently, but then ethically mm. the opposite, which is weird and convoluted and hard for me to understand from a mm-hmm. boring movie. <laughs> hey, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I'm tuning out. I'm tuning out. <laughs> it gets to a point where, actually, at this party, they have this elaborate ruse of like pretending that he's gone home and everyone's gone to bed, but he actually stays and she slinks back downstairs and they fuck on a bearskin rug kind of thing in front of the fire. A very unrealistic. Uh, for their first time together, just lots of sexy writhing around and soft bodies and no sweat, no sweat, no, no, sweat, no sweat. panting, no. just just laying, no humping either. Like no, it's <laughs> it's very flat, just laying, <laughs> just lying, just laying and this is what sex and is. running. Well, hands the director's over. Catholic, so maybe that's what he thinks sex is. Just like you lie on top you of just, a woman, <laughs> <laughs> just how Barbie and Ken do it, yeah. <laughs> just lay it. <laughs> 
The mother <laughs> hears them and goes down to investigate what's happening, sees them fucking, and you think, well, she's going to be like, oh, no. But instead she stands there and watches for a couple of minutes. She gazes. She yeah, gazes with stars hand, in her eyes. Her chin in her hands and like, <laughs> like, oh. I remember being <laughs> so that weird. horny once. <laughs> So fucking weird. So for some reason, the mum's really chill with it. But as the relationship progresses, and this is seems to be over the course of only a few days, the dad actually looks into her bedroom while she's in the shower and sees him butt naked in there. And he realises that she, he's over and they are being naked in the room. And she kind of, what's her name? Jade goes back into her room and is kind of like, hi, dad. All right, bye. She's grown up thinking that sex is okay. I'm my own person, blah, 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 which is what her parents taught her. But as it turns out, her parents never taught her boundaries or, you know, like, you're 15 this is a bit too fast too far and so she yeah doesn't understand and thinks it's okay he's shitting himself because like your dad just saw me and she's like it's my room whatever so anyway they fuck they fuck a lot they're obviously fucking every single night and she is starting to fall asleep in class she's starting to have her grades slip a little bit so the all thing- that fucking all that fucking <laughs> they're like how do you have so much st- st- stamina but <laughs> Jesus. So the big thing that kind of makes the dad go, okay, this is enough. And I don't think he's totally unreasonable in some ways. He wakes up really early in the morning, sees him leaving on his bike and then sees Jade. Here's Jade doing something. He's actually, he's a doctor. So she sneaks into his office and tries to steal some sleeping pills because she can't sleep. I don't know what, like, how dumb must she be to be like, well, I've been up all night fucking. I need to get a couple of hours sleep. So I'm going to take a sleeping pill, which. That doesn't work like that. That's just- <laughs> not how it works. You can't just take a, a quick little. Yeah. You're better off getting no-dos and just powering yeah, through exactly. and not seeing him for one night and getting a, a good night's sleep. But no, she's young and <laughs> dumb as a turd. No, Parents obviously have taught her nothing. So yeah, he absolutely wigs out. And this scene is very dramatic and very cringe because she just immediately loses it. Like there's no, it's like from zero to a hundred of lost it Mm -hmm. and just wailing and screaming. And the mum's trying to reason with the dad, but the dad is furious. But even though he is to blame for not being like, okay, when you, as you get older, you're going to want to do these things, but we're going to talk about it, blah, blah, blah. They're just like, oh no, all the things we taught you and didn't teach you any limits on it. It's coming back to bite us in the ass. Oh no. Mm -hmm. So he gets, he just goes off and he's like, you can't see him anymore, blah, blah, blah. Really fucking dramatic. I think that whole, that whole scene was very like, yeah, we've got Jade waving her arms around and chucking a tantrum and running in the room and crying and having a horrible time with it. And then the dad's doing the same thing and then the mum's doing the same thing yes. and then the brother upstairs hangs over the railing. He's like they're all just like losing it. It's like audition times to see who gets the part of the, the dramatic I think it's an 80s thing, to be honest, where there's chaotic talking. Over, like, I've watched so many Tom Cruise movies from the 80s, like Rayman, where they just talk over each other really fast and yelling. And I'm like, shit. Like, like I know that's realistic. Like, we, we do yeah. talk over each other when we're in an argument. Like, you don't wait for each other to have a turn. But I don't it, doesn't that work, it doesn't work cohesively in a film no. where you're, as a viewer, you're just like, well, have they all lost the plot? Like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> it's too much. It's loud. It's, oh, it's, it's like, please. <laughs> quiet up in here. <laughs> so basically the dad enforces a 30-day ban on them seeing each other and it's kind of wild. So David just cannot deal with this at all. But she seems to be like, so they do, it's like they're avoiding each other at school and everything? Like they don't have to. I guess maybe James Spade is going to be like mm, yeah. watching you. I would have thought like they would have tried to sneak to see each other on the side or like yeah. give eyes. Like she's at school and she looks out and he's looking at her and she's sort of like, mm, her eyes dart around and yeah. she sort of like scurries off whatever. Like, oh, yeah. I get it. Like, yeah, you're not supposed to see each other, but I would have thought, well, like, they're also teenagers. if you've really got endless love and you were that horny for each other, then wouldn't you try a little bit harder to yeah. 
not, that's you know, weird, like, right? it like it seems, it seemed very like, I don't know, it's sort of like a lot of parts of the movie seem very sort of like one little thing was explored a little bit and then yeah. it was just like, eh, like, like Tom Cruise being in it for not very long. It's just like, why put him in it? Like, yeah. why, why have a random guy say that when any other person in the movie could say his yeah. line? Well, that's, that brings us to the Tom Cruise bit. So obviously he's told his friends, one friend is like, oh, he's, he suggests something fucking ridiculous. And David's like, don't say that. And the guy's like, well, I'd burn a, I burned down the house if that happened to me. And then Tom Cruise, who was playing, obviously playing football, comes running in. In and denim shorts. In denim shorts. In and denim and a, and shorts, blue, like really short denim shorts. And a blue singlet. And his little singlet. And he takes his singlet off. Yep. And we see his 19-year-old, little soft-skinned, <laughs> big peck muscles. Uh, yes. not, not a Tom Cruise run. There are no Tom Cruises in this movie no, whatsoever. Really. Not at all. Oh, no, there are a couple. We'll get to them. Yeah, so he tells a story. He's the like, professional as well. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep it professional, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta talk about those criticisms. <laughs> so his whole bit is just like, like 40 seconds long. He just says, oh, I did that once referring to the burn the house down. And he tells a little story about when he was like eight years old, he tried to set fire to a big stack of damp newspapers, which just smoked like crazy. And then he panicked and put the fire out. His parents caught him putting it out and thought he was a hero. Like to this day, he still think he's a hero. And he's like, don't get any ideas. And he's like, rolls around on the grass laughing. And then this, this scene shits me because they cut back to him and he's been rolling on the ground laughing, but we don't see it. We just see Dave's face reacting to it. And like, no, <laughs> show Tom Cruise rolling around the ground laughing. <laughs> this is bullshit. I want to see that cut scene. Yeah, so that that's kind of it for the Tom Cruise bit, but it is a very important part of the story because he puts in Dave's mind what he needs to do to win the affection. Even though he said, don't get any ideas. Yeah, this is a bad idea. Yeah. With Tom Cruise's character, I don't understand why. I mean, it was his first role, so maybe they were just trying him out. It made no sense to... They introduce another character a little bit later who is another friend of James Spader who asks about his sister and, like, the family's having another party and David overhears all this. And he's like, I heard you. I heard your sister was going with someone. He's like, now nah, they broke up. And he's like, oh, well, I'm interested. So there's just another guy again. Why not just make that the same yeah. character? Why like, do you yeah, have to it, be... Like, kind of like how when remaking films or, like, making a TV show out of something and they merge two characters together. Yeah. I feel like that's a good example of... That would have been a great mm, example. Tom Cruise's part could Tom have easily Cruise. been said by another character or, yeah, those two parts could yeah. be the one person. Well, I wish it had been Tom Cruise that we could have more to talk about, but if Tom Cruise wasn't in this movie at all, then I never would have had to watch it, so... Neither. Neither. <laughs> you got me to watch yeah. it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> You made me watch I this. I need someone who I could, who I know would mock this mercilessly with me. <laughs> you need someone who will watch any any piece of crap. <laughs> That's me. Ugh. So anyway, at this party, he tries to go the route of not burning the house down straight off the bat, which I guess is good on him. He tries ringing, he tries peering around, being a creeper. But when everyone ends up going, everyone leaves and then the family goes to bed, he's like, okay, final plan, just got to fucking set a fire. So he does. But remember how he said this house was old and dusty and fucking quivering for a burning? Well, he sets a fire. He walks off so that he can play the nonchalant, I was just walking past and I saw the fire and I came and saved you. Except by the time he comes around, back around, a bunch of of furniture and stuff has started catching fire. He uses a pillow, which the dad ends up doing as well. Like they get a pillow to smash it. I'm like, you're just making the flames spread. Just like, wh- like whipping, whipping the flames around and they're catching onto other things. And then he even kicks a chair out the way, which, which has like, fire on it. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? You're making a mess. <laughs> he breaks into the house, wakes everyone up and helps get them out. The dad's that's whacking it with a pillow. And like, there are like 10 people. If you all run and got a bucket of water, you might actually have a chance. But no, all the positions 
happens. On like I said, none of those photos we see burning are in the cloud. So mm-hmm. I mean, as much as the dad's reaction to some of this is a bit extreme, like eh, it wouldn't be far from me if my my entire house got burned down from some jealous oh, teenager. Yeah, I would murder him. Mad. Yeah, I'd be very mad. I would set him on fire and throw him in a lake. <laughs> Or something to that effect. So, yeah, so the house gets burned down. There's no pretense. Like, he doesn't get a chance to be like, no, 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 I was just walking past. Like, the next scene is that they're in court and he's being done fast. That annoyed me also because it's like there was a build-up with him with the plan and, like, yeah. like with him finding out or getting the idea from Tom Cruise. I would have thought if there was, like, going around in circles. There was just, yeah, there was just no... <laughs> just no... Plan? Well, there was a, there was a there was plan, plan, but there was no like showing Like, it. it was showing us, like, what his thought process was in yeah. terms of why he's lighting the fire and where he got the idea and what he was trying to do like look like the hero but then it didn't even show him failing at that yeah skip straight to him already have failed at that like it's yeah. like you could have just put a small bit of something in there like yeah i don't know it just seemed i mean i guess they're like, just implying that it was very obvious from the get-go that it was, it was really, him yeah or like this or he just like, admitted hey. it straight off the bat i guess yeah not very good plan dave uh like, well that didn't work <laughs> So he gets five years probation and has to go to a mental institution to, like, I don't know how they figured out what was wrong with him, like, because he's obsessively in love with this girl. Like, I don't know. But he ends up going to the mental institution for two years. And, like, the dad throws this huge tantrum in court because he's like, fair. Like, you want a 17-year-old who's in love with your daughter to go to jail for 20 years, which is what the maximum Mm. for thing always. I'm like, oh, man, like, no one was hurt. Like, it sucks. And Mm. I I would want to murder you, but... You can't just chuck people in jail for 20 years because they set yeah. one fire once. Like, yeah, as anyway. A, as a 17-year-old kid. Yeah. So the dad's reactions to these are extreme. Understandable, but probably at the extreme end for someone who was, like, so liberal. Anyway, so he's in the mental institution. He's not doing anything to help himself. He hates it there. He keeps fobbing off therapy, which I feel like if you're on court-ordered, like, you should probably be, be made to take therapy instead of just being like, yeah. no, nah, I'm doing homework, sorry. So, yeah, he does a terrible job. He ends up begging his parents who uh, and the mum mentions that she might be separating from her dad, which is very exciting news to receive while you're in a mental institution serving a sentence. But they end up getting him out because he begs them. He's like, this is killing me. Like He, he cries on his knees in the rain. Yes. Yeah. Dramatic. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Whole, like, like, I don't think there'd be any parent who'd be like, no, you must stay here. Any yeah. parent would be like, okay, we'll do what we can do. So they get him out. So he's only served, done two years. I don't know. I don't think there was a set time limit when he was meant to be in there. It was five years probation. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. I think it was just until they he proved he was better. Yeah. But his father apparently got pulled the strings. Yeah. So he gets out and you think he's like learning his lesson. He's going to, you know, he doesn't sort his shit out whatsoever. He decides to cunt it up by being more obsessive than ever. Yeah, that's basically the rest of the movie is just him like not getting past this. This movie's so long. Being so told long. to stay in Chicago but then following her oh, yeah, to He's New got York. all these conditions of parole. Which he can't leave the city. He can't contact anyone in the family, and all that. Like if he if he fucking violates this, he goes to jail to serve the suspended sentence. Like mm. fuck. So like, nope, rules are not for me. Not I'm for me. gonna go I'm and find Jade. I'm the Sorry. only person who's ever been in love. Watch you out. You don't understand. So yeah, he goes to New York. So he finds out from his parents. So his dad admits that he and his wife have 
separated last five weeks and they're going to split up. And I don't know, like the dad is trying to be quite reasonable and explaining like, you're never going to forget your first love. I still remember mine. He talks about his first love and how that never, but like you will find someone else, like don't sweat. But he also that gives his son too much hope. Like he's kind of like, oh, I saw her that one time when she was riding the front of your bike and I'll never forget that image. She was so pretty. I can't, dad. Like, you Rub know. the salt into the wound. Why don't you, father? <laughs> the dad admits that they, they moved out east back to like New York area. So what does he do? He goes to fucking New York, like violates his parole, probably stresses the fuck out of his parents and goes to New York. And the first place he hits up is Jade's mum's place. Um, <laughs> who is Jade's mum played by? Shirley Knight. Yep. So what did you know her from? Desperate Housewives. There you go. Oh, as good as it gets. Divine Secrets in the Yaya Sisterhood. Grandma's boy. Oh, that? she's the she's one of the grandma housemates. Yeah, I didn't even. Ah. Yeah, she she plays the. She always playing horny. One of the grandma. No, not the horny grandma. She was the grandma, the one that has the <laughs> arranges her medication into a smiley face for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> wow. She should really be like, you can't be here, go away. But instead she invites him in and they spend the whole day together drinking wine and going out to dinner and basically end up schmoozing on the couch and she talk about anything and everything. And it gets to a point where she admits that. So she must have told him at some point she wrote a story about him and then... When he asks about it again, she says, well, actually, it wasn't just about you. It was about you, Jade, and me. And she explains that, yes, I saw you fucking that night on the cow- on the <laughs> front of the fire. And I came and watched you. And then I made love to my husband afterwards and imagined it was you. Yeah, but really, I was making love to you. And this is a big cringe face. Very section. uncomfortable scene to, <laughs> to watch. They end up having a smooch, but he pushes her away because he's like, I can never make love to anyone but Jade, which is like, I know, this is the 400th red flag that we've had so far. Fuck. So she isn't like, she's like, I suppose I should be mad, but yeah, I'm not. I'm going to let you sleep on the couch because it's late and you don't know New York. And while she goes to bed, he goes and has a spy in her refidex to suss out Jade's details. Non-stop red flags. Like, this mm. is, if this is real life, this is the part where in real life he would just murder her because she yeah, wouldn't be with him. 100%. Like, like a horror movie shit. And this is like why people in real life do kill their... Like, they expect if I pursue this person, even though they've left me and said they don't love me anymore, if I keep pursuing them, they're going to come back to me. And when they don't, they're like, well, if I can't have you, no one will. And yeah, it's fucked. This is based on a book too, but apparently the book was focused more on how bad obsessive love is. Mm. Whereas this movie did not portray it didn't. badly at no, all. No, it didn't really. Obviously you can watch it and see that he's obsessive, but I feel like someone watching it in the 80s wouldn't perhaps have the same, no. like, it. you know what I mean? Like, I think that's... They'd be like, so romantic. He loves like, it oh, so much. So, you know, like it would, yeah, I think it's really just a sign of us. How things have progressed in the last yeah. 40 years. Also, that's really depressing because I was born least, the year yeah. after this movie came out. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're older than Pretty and Pink. <laughs> oh no! That's how my sister is. <laughs> Damn it! While he's in New York, he goes for a, he has a nice day of sightseeing. You know, it's a nice yeah, day. He's, he's like, it's actually him just going. Oh, I'm sitting in the sunshine oh, in New York, wearing the same shirt that I was wearing back when I was set the fire. There. I don't know. Was it? Oh, pay more attention. He was wearing that shirt for a while in yeah. in the movie though. At the start. just a lot. Like, I, like we noticed it. We're yeah. Like, has it been one day this entire time? Because <laughs> he's still wearing this blue shirt with 33 on it. Jesus. <laughs> so at one point he ends up 
seeing Jade's dad. So Jade's dad spots him first across like a crosswalk with his new partner and he's like, eyes widen, like, I can't believe it. And then David looks over and he's like, and then like shields his eyes just seeing goes, oh no, fuck. I don't want to, the last person I want to see is fucking Jade's dad. Mm-hmm. So when he realises that he tries to leave, uh, Jade's dad's like, no, you fucking don't, and runs across the road and gets fucking taken out by a taxi. Fucking flips in the air, lands on the curb and dies pretty much immediately. Very intense. Mm. Like it ramped up from 1 to 50, like in... But like also just kind of a bit of a, like, couldn't they just have a brawl or something? Like yeah. it would have been more, I don't know. Why just, risk your life? just like run across the road, smack, run. dead. Yeah. Ugh. Like, again, the drama's there, but it's also like... The dad didn't deserve to die. No, but I mean, like, give us a bit more than just a... Yeah, like immediate, like... That thing happened. Bam, he's dead. And foolishly, David goes up and, like, stands and looks down and the the girlfriend, like, grabs his hand and is like, please help me, and everything, which bites him in the ass very, very soon. So now the dad's dead. He goes back to the mum's house. Not the the dad. (laughs) Now the dad's dead. He goes back. David David goes back. David goes back. His ghost floats back. The dad just gets up. (laughs) Shit. So David goes back to the mum's apartment and she's crying and he has to, he plays like he doesn't know and he consoles him. James Spader is there and is obviously furious to see this guy, but he plays it off like he wasn't there and he's just shocked to hear this. And the mum's like, no, 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 he was just in town. I've been talking to him, tried to come on to him, whatever. He ends up leaving and then he sees Jade get into a lift and go up to the apartment. He goes to stays at a hotel that night and she comes and visits him. So I don't know if I drifted off at this point, but I don't know how she knew, like the mum tell him. Um, before he left, he gave her a bunch of the letters, letters yes. that he tried to send her when he was in. Yeah, so when he was in the institution, yeah. he was writing letters and they were all just collected because he's not meant to be contacting. One, he, one the of the rules was you aren't to be in contact As and he's sending he, letters out. Institution wasn't aware of that. Like they show like, when the nurse has been like, take this to the doctor. Like, this is not allowed. <laughs> but no one told him, like, we're not sending the letters to so stop wasting so your money on he stamps. Kept, yeah, he kept sending them, not knowing they weren't getting to. Wow, everyone just fucked up and dropped the ball at every step of the way of this. <laughs> yep. Jesus. <laughs> Dickheads. Yeah, so she, her mum gives her the letters and she goes to. Oh, she goes his, and has talk goes to him. To her, yeah. Now, this. A reasonable movie that isn't a big piece of shit like this movie actually is would be, she says, this is a very special time of our lives that can't be replicated. It's done now. We have to move on. And he could have stormed and cried and carried on and she could have left and that would have been a sad but you know not even realistic ending, like just no, that's a reasonable realistic. ending. It started going realistic when he grabs her. Yeah, but when she goes <laughs> to leave, he grabs her and fucking throws her on the bed and like pins her down, which awful. Like be fucking triggering to a lot of people who, you know, had been with domestic abusers. But instead of her like reacting badly, he's like lying on her and they're all crying. They're both crying. And then she's like, oh, you're right. I love you. And they kiss and probably, I assume, fuck, we don't get to see. We like, don't see. Do we see that one? When do we see her nipples? Her 15-year-old nipples of all. Oh, that was like the first and that was the, and the second ones, time. Yeah. The time when they're in the bedroom with the That's right. dark stars on the He's, yeah. <laughs> Your dad's going to kill me. And she's like, it'll be fine. He's like, okay. And then just like lies on her completely naked. Like the dad could just walk in at any time. These fucking people. Yeah, she decides she wants to be with him again. And even if it ended there, I'd be like, well, this is fucking a wild ride. But no, it, it keeps fucking going. 
Mm-hmm. So the next morning they go down to the, I don't know, it's the lobby of the hotel, some lobby. James Bader is there and so is the dad's girl, now ex-girlfriend. It turns out the girlfriend actually does remember seeing David there. James Bader's like, is that him? She's like, yes, it was him. And then so it comes out that, yes, he was there. And he's like, well, I, it was an accident. Like I, I was there, but, you know, I didn't do this. And James Bader and David have a big fucking fist fight, which is was quite satisfying. Yeah, especially break, because break a lot of furniture. They broke a lot of furniture. Like it was all very obviously pop furniture. Like you notice yeah. there was. No, no guts in the TV. Balsa wood. <laughs> <laughs> and they fucking smash the everything. Like someone's poor little lobby's like, Jesus, my lobby. These two <laughs> t- 20 year olds fucking rioting. They smash things up, big fight, cops out in the street, come in and take him away. And James Bed is like, he's on parole. And so I guess it's implied that he's going to jail now. Like, fight ladies parole significantly. Like, left the city, contacted the family, fist fighting and brawling in public. Like, by being there, caused the dad to get killed. Yeah. So, like, even if, if he, he wasn't there. If he was just caught there without having done anything else, he would go to jail because his parole was violated. Let alone everything else. Now he's probably going to jail for longer. Jade's crying and carrying on because she loves him and, yeah, he's hauled off to jail. Um, What was your comment about the cops? Oh, their uniforms were, were very uh very tight-fitting. <laughs> it was very village people. Village people. Yeah. <laughs> like they went to the, the prop store and were like, these look like cop uniforms. These look good. <laughs> They're all really stern yeah. around. <laughs> acting. Love it. Someone's like, Mum, Mum, here's my first big acting role. And him like walking strictly as a cop in his tight uniform. <laughs> then he does the tear away. <laughs> so this weird this tear away bits. Like, why are all these buttons down the side? <laughs> Mum's oh. Oh my goodness. It's like, why is there no ass in my pants? <laughs> There's some sort of built-in G-string. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Apart from that, these are really comfy. <laughs> so now if the movie ended here, it would also be a fairly reasonable bit to end on. But it continues on and it's Jade and the mum. I, I think I've, I totally tuned out by this point. I, I was just honestly just looking at you thinking, what bit are we talking about now? <laughs> um, the they're in a end. forest crying or some shit. I don't. Yeah, know. like she was, <laughs> I think from what I ascertain, like, I mean, I could probably look it up. Hang on, let's have a look at the plot. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We forget <laughs> what happened. How good this movie is. <laughs> Sorry, I fell asleep. <laughs> okay, so this isn't actually shown, but it explains what happens. Uh, David is sentenced to prison and despairs that he'll never see Jade again. At a lakeside, Jade tells Anne, the, the mum, that nobody will ever love her like David does. From behind bars, David mm. sees Jade approach him through his barred cell window. Oh, that, okay, I totally tuned out. That. I didn't notice that either. Okay. <laughs> I was too busy patting the dog. <laughs> but we're also like laughing about the mum, which is like, okay, goodbye, and like waves and like has this foxtail shawl thing around her, walking away from her daughter who's just crying in the forest. And like, okay, cool. It just was a really weird and sort of like a disconnect. It felt really disconnected. Yeah. Like, like, it was so you didn't need to, like, did not need to have any of that. Like, and now it's, yeah, implied, not implied, like shown explicitly that she's going to stay by him while he's in jail. And the, oh, and the mum's like, what is it? You deserve anything. You deserve everything or something. Okay, bye. And, like, <laughs> and then does a far, fast wave and then leaves. Like, P.S. I made out with <laughs> the guy you love. 
And also, like the yeah, the mum should be like, I know this sucks, but you have to move on. You're yeah. 17 years old. Sorry, I don't know. Oh, so, no, so maybe we should just sh- I don't know, shake all these fucking characters. Except that, that would imply that I care about what happens to them. And I don't. The only nah. thing I care about is Billy. And if he worked out that running in denim shorts is not a good idea. No, chafing and denim is the worst If you worst wanted to take material. off his denim shorts and run his underpants, I wouldn't say no. I'd denim is the worst I'd material to do to exercise in. <laughs> That's not the only movie, Top Gun, where he plays volley, beach volleyball in a full pair of jeans. The 80s. 80s. So that is the movie. As described, absolute fucking garbage. Sure was. Like. A movie. <laughs> if Brooke Shields hadn't been in it and been like as beautiful as she is, I would have been like, this, everything in this was absolute garbage. I think that was the only thing I kind of, you know, she was very nice to look at. And her eyebrows are just I, and her perfect. hairline like, like she has so much hair it's yeah it's fucking wild like no one stood out I, I think James Bader was fine like he was acting very much like he's pretty in pink mm. character yeah. but a little less jockish I guess otherwise yeah playing essentially the same character but yeah he was fine everyone else the dad I think the dad was probably the, the highlight acting wise like Jade's dad yeah he mumbled a lot a lot of, but he was like incoherent dad yeah carrying on like getting angry and I love when mumbling he was, and he caught it with the pe- the pills and he's wearing these striped pajamas with this big like f- um, tassels. Yeah, hanging off like this tassel belt on it. Like, what the fuck is this house? <laughs> All these people. Okay, we'll talk about Tom Cruise-isms because they're very few and far between. Technically, we've got running. He runs. He runs. Not Tom Cruise run. It's actually a few years and a few movies before the Tom Cruise run, like the late 80s, I think. Before that, it developed. Before we really see. Oh, no, maybe Top Gun. I can't remember. It's been a while since I watched Top Gun. Yeah, just a little bit of running, but, you know, it starts off strong. Like, that's why his bios and, like, social media is... Tom Cruise um, running a movie since 1981 because that's literally what he's been doing. Very cute. He does – I mean, other Tom Cruise's I can think of would be, like, laughing, but Tom Cruise's voice is so different when he was young mm-hmm. to what he is, like, five, ten years later and especially now. Like, he has such a high-pitched, whiny voice. It's weird. So the Tom Cruise laugh doesn't have the same effect, but mm-hmm. the idea of him laughing hysterically and rolling around in the grass – very appealing thought to me. I think that the Tom Cruise kind of, like I can see why his next movie was Taps and how he was meant to have like a bit part, but he actually got one of the main characters, like he was the main mm-hmm. villain of the movie. So I can I can see why because he was oozing the Tom Cruise charm. Like, and being a villain, soft. you just literally set a stack of newspapers on fire and <laughs> laughed about it. What's <laughs> more villainous than that? Uh, <laughs> you little <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's his, uh, what do you call it, his, his background story. Yeah. <laughs> His uh, origin story. His origin story, yeah. <laughs> That's probably it for Tom Cruise's. Like, there's none of the, there's no drunken monologues, there's no grenades, there's no stunts. I mean, I'm sure he probably roughhoused and played some ball before just to get, mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't have sweat sprayed on him. I'm sure he went and got sweaty, so he'd be sweaty yeah, for the role. Running from the trailer yeah. across the oval in denim shorts in the sun. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah, there's like no smartest man in the room, no big Tom Cruise clap or anything like that. So, yeah, very few. But more in this than some of Tom Cruise's other early films. Like he actually crammed in a few Tom Cruise's straight off the bat and then had to chill out for a bit before they came back later in his career. Okay, well, we'll review the movie then, I guess. So that's the thing that we have to do. Well, Emma, I'll rate it first. I'm going to say I didn't like this movie. The only thing that's letting me rate it more than zero is the fact Tom Cruise is in it and is very cute and handsome and it's very fun seeing his first role. For that reason, I am rating this movie one sweaty pair of denim shorts out of five. And it only gets that because of Tom Cruise. Like, 
I think I would have given it a quarter of a star if Tom Cruise hadn't been in it. And that's mm. in that a good song came out of it. That's it. That's it. It's, it gets a full star though because Tom Cruise is in Tom it. Cruise. It's great. So how would you rate this film? I would rate it half a recently divorced horny mom out of five. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally just because Endless Love, the song, is yeah. in it. <laughs> that's the that's you can rate it. That's, that's it. Oh. <laughs> it's fucked. I like <laughs> If we were to think of ways that this movie could be improved, I don't know. It just should never have been made. Nothing about it is good. Like, the director seems like he's a scumbag. Like, what about the trivia I told you about where to make it look like she was having an orgasm, the director would pinch Brooke Shields' toe mm. really hard? Mm. And like, yuck, she's 15 years old. She's naked. Oh, that poor woman. Like, Brooke Shields doesn't talk about her childhood and her, the way she was raised with, like, any kind of, like, I thought that was awful. I was basically put in child pornography and the reason why people at the time were angry and like tried to have it done as child pornography but there was a loophole in California law where they're like no she's a she's not a child model she's a child performer so it's okay oh that's the other movie she was in Pretty Baby where she's when she was 12 or so she's portraying a 12 year old prostitute and you see her naked in that too it's gross so anyway like all that gross shit with Brooke Shields and they just it's another one of those movies to add to the repertoire of fuck shit that happened to her that luckily didn't make her too screwed up. Like, she seems like she's a pretty down-to-earth person, all things considered. Yeah, nothing, I think. Like, if they were, they remade it in 2014, and I shudder to think. So maybe maybe they made it seem like it was obsessive love is bad instead of how this movie made it seem good. But still, it doesn't need to be made. There's so many. Unless there was a Tom Cruise cameo in it. <laughs> Tom Cruise plays the dad. Movie, like, oh, my God. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> doing his Tom Cruise run up the stairs. <laughs> Get away from my daughter! <laughs> Leave my medicine cabinet alone! Clap! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, taxi! <laughs> Tom Cruise would have done that stunt too. It would have been great. He'd be like, you can't kill me! I'm Tom Cruise! <laughs> no, he does like a Jumanji where he just jumps up on the bonnet. <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure Tom Cruise has done in a movie before. Yeah, no no way to improve it. Um, it's lucky to get the half star from you, one star from me. One and, and a half total out of ten. Out of ten. <laughs> How embarrassing. Shit. So, like I said, don't watch this unless you really, really want to just fucking waste two hours of your life. It's on stand if you're in Australia. Otherwise, watch literally any other movie that Tom <laughs> Cruise has ever Whatever been. else you want. <laughs> whatever else you want. If you had to watch a Tom Cruise movie, watch literally any other one. You can find the clip of Tom Cruise his 40 second scene on YouTube. Just watch that. The end. Yeah, that's, that's all we can really say about it. Um, it's been really fun making fun of it. <laughs> that's it. That's all shitty movies are good for, right? That's all they're good for. <laughs> so anyway, takeaway from this is if you're 15 years old and your boyfriend is that obsessed with you, you need to dump him. And also if you're 25 years old or 35 years old and your boyfriend is that obsessed with you, Dump him. Also dump him. <laughs> in, my, in fact, if you're a woman dating a man, you should dump him. <laughs> Just dump him. <laughs> dump your boyfriend. That's that's the message. <laughs> that's the lesson I take from it. <laughs> oh, the 80s in Hollywood. Wow. Okay, well, that's going to do us for today. Emma, where can we find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is, I should have written this down, I can't, uh, <laughs> medic underscore art or on Facebook, I think it's a medic dot art. Some of that. I'll tag Something him. like that. I'll tag him in the yeah, show tag, notes. tag me in the thing. Yeah, just look up emetic, E-M-E-T-I-C, art on pretty much any social media. Social media, it comes yeah. up. You can Google me, it'll come up. 
Nice. As for me, you can find me at Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review, no S on the end, on Twitter or TomCruiseReviews.com. Just a reminder that the art on my website and my social media is by Emma. Yeah. It is the three Tom Cruise meme, but with my hair and my earrings. <laughs> <laughs> and it never stops making me laugh. Ever. <laughs> Unlike Endless Love, the movie. <laughs> the art is too good for this trash movie. If you have a moment, I would love it if you could like, share, subscribe, all that sort of fun stuff so that more people know about this podcast. I know we are down to the second last Tom Cruise movie, but it's it all helps. And this podcast will continue in a slightly different format, still involving Tom Cruise uh, in the coming weeks. As for us, we are going to go watch something else that Tom Cruise is in. And then we're going to do a mini-sode where we talk about that thing. I'm going to make it a mystery and you will see next week when we review the other thing that Tom Cruise is in. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining me, Emma. No worries. And we'll catch you next week. Bye.